The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Mash, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now, your host, Nui Scruggs. Let's ride Media Mash right here on a Thursday heading into a very important weekend game as the Cowboys will host the Philadelphia Eagles on NBC by Sunday Night Football. We have Clarence Hill, the Fort Worth Star-Telegram joining us. We've got Saad Youssef of The Athletic and the author. We've got the podcast. We've got the former Cowboy Daily Beat writer. We've got the man, the myth, the legend. He's Jean-Jacques Taylor. And he's also the guest of honor on Cowboys or Chill, you know, at, at LB tonight for the uh, <laughs> everyday Christmas party. We're talking about the book. You're, you're, you're promoting the book, aren't you? Are you promoting the book? Yeah, man. Are you promoting the book? We're talking about the book. He's going to have a book for sale tonight, L.A.B.'s. Sign copies tonight, Hill. man. Sign copies tonight. And we're going to talk about the book writing process with Jock Taylor. Yeah, I think we weren't going to get to that. But <laughs> I'm just saying. Right out the gate, I'm new to Scruggs. So I'm close to the media. Oh, no, you're supposed to say, I'm just I'm merely moody. I'm, 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 I'm merely knew he screwed First off, man, Saad, thank you for coming back. <laughs> okay, thanks for coming back, Saad. I know Clarence was hazing you last oh week. Oh, my God. Bit, you know, He's but, such uh, a liar. You know, <laughs> but, but it's okay. It's okay, man. Appreciate it. because we care. We do. That's what I've always been told. But yeah, yeah. We, sometimes he's caring too much on that end right there. But uh, Ada Theta brother right here, you know, doing his thing. Doing his thing. Hey, so, watch out for Sun, I'm Santa today, okay. As Tad Carper said, you got the 12, 12 days of uh, sweatshirt, Christmas sweatshirts. <laughs> you know, on day two, we had the Chill family Christmas one yesterday, Black Santa today. Yeah, and let Megan right. Kelly see you wearing it. Um, <laughs> I was black Santa's in my household, in my okay. Juma household. Okay. So Megan, Megan Kelly said that ain't, that ain't the way it is. That ain't the way it is. Let's start off with Mike McCarthy, the head coach. So he's okay. He's okay. And so, so I, when Brian Schottenheimer met with us today, said he'd spoken with him, and you talked to Dak Prescott today. So give us the latest on what Dak had to say about Mike. Yeah, I mean, you know, when it first happened, it, it, it kind of raised flags a little bit. But the way that everyone's talked about it the last two we, two days – um, it's clear that it's you know it's an unfortunate thing, but it's not a it's not something that's going to take him out of the game or anything like that. Um, so I, I you know it felt like it was mostly business as usual, and something that uh, the players and coaches all talked about was just the structure that Mike McCarthy has in place. And I think if this was going to hap- happen at all, you know the Eagles obviously tough team, big game. But one thing Schottenheimer mentioned today, familiar opponent. You just played them a month ago, so you have some of that. It's late in the season. The structure's in place. Uh, they're still going through all their normal things. Dak's going to have his call with McCarthy tonight. Uh, so it's business as usual for the most part. So Mike McCarthy had an uh, appendectomy surgery yesterday. He's doing A-OK. Clarence Hills, go back over here to you. Um, I thought Schottenheimer did a good job of, of playing it down. Um, and making sure he said everything is everything is okay. Um, all systems are go here. Many times we're given a narrative from the team, but we're in the media. Part of us need to be skeptical at all. Is there anything that we should be skeptical about or any other questions that you'd like to have asked about head coach Mike McCarthy's I mean, ability to at, call the game on Sunday? At the end of the day, you, you're going to make the best of the situation. But this is not ideally how you want to go into this week. The good news is it happened on Wednesday and not Monday or Tuesday because that's when they put the game plans in and then they talked about the game plan really being put in on Monday and Tuesday already and, and he'll be available for important call with Dak as they go over the script and decide what he likes, you know, opening script and that stuff tonight. Uh, so 
Yeah, I mean, based on what they're telling us, everything is good and, and everything is going forward. And Mike is excited. He's, you know, he's he's focused. He's, you know, the thing about it is, is that, you know, and, and I think that one thing that the shot and pressed on is that, you know, Mike, as Dak said, Mike's upset and grumpy and pissed off because, you know, it's game week and, we, you know, this is a distraction. But he was also appreciative that he listened to his body. You know, and as we get older, listen to your body. Because, you know, men, tough guys, it's for less of everybody out there, you know, that, that are tuning in, listen to your body. You know, because we will try to toughen things out. We have a pain and we'll try to be tough. He's a big, tough Pittsburgh guy. I'm going to fight through this. I'm going to ignore this. He listened to his body and got it taken care of. Now he can go back and take care of business. Because a lot of times we don't listen to our body and we think we can get through it. And then you may not have the opportunity to get back and reset and do some of those things. So that's that's the good news. That's the the, the lesson that we all can learn and take from this. I mean, how can I top that, dog? I mean, that was, yeah, was reflective. Right that was reflective. <laughs> chill right here. Yeah, like you don't really always get that. Man, <laughs> but seriously, it's, it's a good, it's a good I lesson th- I learn. think that's just chill uh, being a little, uh, I mean, yeah, coming across after after calling him an elephant. And he caught a fat man, so he took care of Well, you know, we, we close to the same age, too. You know, you got to be good. When you get older, you start appreciating these things. You yeah. appreciate these days that we have, you these opportunities that these times to be on podcasts with Young side Yusuf, and you appreciate these opportunities to, to break some bread with newest crooks and Jock Taylor. You got to appreciate that. Okay. Yeah. Right. Now let's just hope he can. He ain't on the meds and he can call them plays the way he been called them. No, I, mean, it, I, think, I think that's the only concern is that, uh, and you can, and, and for me, it's not. You know, Schottenheimer has called plays before. Certainly, he's capable if if it were necessary, but. It's about you know going for it on fourth and two. It's all about the decision making that goes into the into the game plan and the execution of the overall offense and the overall game. And so that's really what you want Mike and his expertise for. Because as everybody said, he's clearly in the zone right now doing that. And so you would miss that if for some reason uh, he's not able to do that. As, or as Dak said, he's in his bag. I mean, we 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 talk incessantly over the last few weeks about how Dak's in the zone. Dak's hot. Dak's MVP. Well, the architect of all this is Mike McCarthy. And, and Mark McCarthy is as hot as Dak has been with his play calling. So, last night on Channel Five, they, we ended up talking to a doctor, and you know, about okay, what what are the effects of something like this, and and how quick can you get back to work? And the, the doctor's like, oh, I had it. Two days later, I was ready to go. Said the biggest thing was just managing pain. Said it felt like you know the abdominal pain would be there if you kind of went and did one of those ab classes and you know it hurt you a little bit. Danny McRae, uh, former Cowboy player, said he had he had stitches here. So uh, I'm imagining because Mike's going to be on the sidelines, just players getting by. Our man Cable who's going to be out here trying to protect him and make sure yeah. nobody gets close to Mike and nobody hits him. But that to me is that I think right now that that's the issue. And then just you know the pain tolerance and what he can what he can deal it's with. Big. Pittsburgh guys, as, as Dax, he Pittsburgh. He always he tells us how tough he is. He's gonna be, who, who, he gonna prove it. He's gonna be out there. He's a big Pittsburgh guy, big tough Pittsburgh guy. That's Mike. Yeah, that's right up his alley. So they all expect him to be out there and prove how tough he is. And and just talking to them, they also want to win for him. They they know what he's gone through. They know what he's also sacrificing. You know, dealing with the pain to be out there. And as much as they want to be Philadelphia, they don't need any more. Motivations. It's just a little extra motivation. Let's do this for Mike too. All right. So we go ride to be a Sharon Moore out there after the game. <laughs> <laughs> Golly jeez. <laughs> we did it for you, Mike.
love the heck out of you, man. Good for you, man. That Michigan, that Michigan uh, assistant coach, boy. Ooh, child. Ooh, oh boy. That was some. That was that's something. That was something, boy. Hate to see if they made a change. And the thing is, I thought he was going to do that because he's going to be the next coach because Harbaugh was going to the pros. And now nah. he just got it. Now, now Harbaugh's getting the extension. You ain't even getting no job out of this, dude. That, that extension, I mean, anything. I know, but I'm just saying he's going to get. He you know, you know he and he picked up the phone last year. Called Carolina. No, he, he was searching for a job. He First called. Of, he called it. Hey. Well, he was in Minnesota on, on on signing day two years ago. Right, right. So I mean, so he interviewed with the Vikings, but he called. He called David Tepper last year. So I, I can't. See they my, would be made for each other. And you know, I was about to say I, at this point in time, they may 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 need to go ahead and hook up with Te- each other. Tepper so. should have picked up last year. No. no, you Tepper, say what you want to about Harbaugh. He gets your program headed in the proper direction. <laughs> yeah, Tepper should have picked up last year. Uh, Tepper, you know, he shouldn't have picked up. Tepper should have just hired the guy who was right there winning Steve games. Wilkes. For him. Right, Steve Wilkes was doing. He was doing just fine. And when you start to think about the offensive linemen and the kind of guys they had drafted and what they were going, they don't fit what, what Frank Wright's doing. So it's just so many bad things there. It's just, it's just I, I go back to. When I see someone like David Tepper, we were out there in Charlotte. You saw how I mean, give a cowboy took over the stadium. It was a cowboy takeover in the stadium. Um, it makes me appreciate Jerry. And people could talk about how many they hadn't won in this amount of time, but the dysfunction you see with Carolina, people think it can't get. They were tired of Jerry Richardson, but it got worse. It can always get worse, Dog. especially in professional sports. That's man. the truest thing ever. Because you, a lot of times, as fans or as media, you do sit around. Oh, it can't get. Oh no, it can't get worse. I mean, it really can. You can be 0-16. You can be a whole lot of things. You man. can be 0-16 and not have your first-round pick the next year. <laughs> it can get worse. <laughs> they, they could end up on this thing 1-16 with no first-round pick, and the only win is against the dude <laughs> that they wish they would have drafted, <laughs> C.J. Stroud. It is, uh, it's, they got a mess in Charlotte. They got a mess, and, and, and most of all, your, your fan base has done the one thing that Jerry Jones has always wanted to make sure you didn't have is apathy. Yep. That's the apathy. worst thing. That that is the worst thing you can have is apathy. And the Cowboys don't have that at all. They've got they've got a whole lot of folks going to be ready for uh, ready for this. But apparently, uh, Shakari Richardson is going to be here at the game. Um, so, so, so NBC, fastest woman in the world. Yeah, yeah. So, Dallas Carter. Yep. Yeah, they they get ready for the uh, NBC gets ready for the Olympics and making sure they put her out there. So it's going to be some folks on the sidelines. It's going to be a huge game here. One thing, and I asked in the press conference, want to get everybody's thoughts on is I asked Brian Schottenheimer about the penalties. Cowboys had nine penalties against Seattle. They had ten penalties in that Eagles game. And remember the final drive where the penalties killed them. And he talked about post-snap penalties. Hey, kind of can't do much, but it's the pre-snaps and, and having to fix that at here. So, Saad, I'll start with you. What's your concern level about the Cowboys with this penalty problem? Uh, probably around an 8 out of 10, I would say. I mean, it's because we have the sample size. We have – this is not just even a this year problem. This has been going along for, for a while. And uh, against the Eagles last time, it was a game of inches in a literal sense. You had the schoonmaker. You had the Dak on the two-point conversion. It was literally a game of inches. But what game of inches – means in a in an overall sense is that your margin for error is really thin so that false start that those things lining up offsides which you know hopefully Dante Fowler is you know studying where where the line of scrimmage is and and all that stuff I think those things are really really important in a game like this and against a team like this so I would say my concern level for you know for that for that and for that issue costing them the game is not eight out of ten but but the fact that it'll happen and I still think they can overcome some of it but they haven't shown a lot of reason to think that it's not going to happen again so, so what you say it is is what 
Al Pacino, any given Sunday. The inches we yeah. need are all around us. <laughs> that, that was the story, the, 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 the uh-huh. uh, previous win. Yeah. My, my issue is the offsides. I mean, the penalties are the penalties. And, I, you know, again, I, I have no problem with the aggressive penalties. But how the hell are you continuously lining up offside? Not even what? jumping offside. No. Lining up offside. Yeah, not, how do you, I mean, they lead the league in lining up Offsides and the ball is right there. How do you hell do you continuously do that? And it's generally the same guys. I was gonna say Fowler's done it four times. They lead the NFL with fourteen <laughs> offensive, uh, you know, defensive offside penalties. They also lead the league in pass interference penalties. And so they got to clean it up uh, in the sense that. Philadelphia is not a team you want to say, oh, we were thought we were off on third down. Oh, we finna get y'all a whole another series because they're gonna go for it enough on fourth down anyway right. to get what we would term extra possession. So you don't need to help them out. But And I think it's especially important in these games because first and five, you basically gave that thing away when you talk about Philadelphia because they're going to go for it so much. And so you need to keep them as much as right. you can long distance. And you can't give them yardage, hidden yardage, with penalties like that. Yeah. And again – I can understand the combative pass interference penalties. You know, you don't want them. You don't like them, especially in the end zone. And a lot of it's because they play man to man. Yeah, and, you know, but that's 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 football. And, and you know, as we see that we've seen all weekend, the officials call them different. Some you, you, you go back those to that the post, those are the post snap penalties. Yeah, shot and like, I yeah, can, yeah, I, yeah, I can, I can understand that. that. But it's the it's that. the again the, the you know the offsides give me first and five or it's third down you, you give them opportunities that that's that's what drives you crazy. A penalty on a touchback because somebody was perfect yeah. foul. Yeah, that that that's ridiculous. It, so, it just drives you crazy when you get stuff which, like that. And that to me speaks to them as a team. And their their own discipline. I was talking to Rodney Harrison on Sunday night. Uh, Speaking of Sunday football, and, <laughs> and and he he spoke about. It. He just said this is a team. He said this is a team thing. It's like you know when, when we was New England, like that became a deal with guys amongst the team had to police this with each other. You got a hey, Jacques, you know Jacques, you gonna come and you going hey Newey, what you doing? Clarence, what you saw? We can't have this. That has to truly come from the inside because clearly. Mike McCarthy is a head coach. This has been an issue since he's been here. He's not fixed it. So it's got to go to guys in the room to make sure this thing gets fixed. Yeah. You know, are you reporting eligible to, to, now, to do yeah, the that's, a, that's one of the all-timers. But, Come on, uh, makes no sense. Yeah. It makes no sense. They, 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 I'm a quiet can, guy. There's no excuse you're a quiet guy. <laughs> what you mean? Yeah, the, no, that, that's what, that's you know, that, that's what, you know, uh, McCarthy said he's kind of a quiet guy. He don't speak up. I mean, dude, Boy. come on. This football. You grown man. Good. Man, go get my belt and go up in your room. <laughs> Wait for me. And, and I, I bring it up because you, if you want to go where you think you want to be, it, it will not be with you getting nine and ten penalties in, no. in, in key games. No. You can't do that. Ten penalties against the Eagles. I mean, we all saw them. All right, you got inside the five, and then next thing you know, you you out here the, outside dude, the red zone. Those um, uh, those hurt, man. That was one of the key plays in the game. And, yeah, it's Tyler Smith who's a fantastic player, but you you almost wrecked the drive right there because then second and first and 11, you took the run option away. You had to throw the ball, led to the sex. I mean, it just – and that one five-yard penalty wrecked that drive. And that's that has been the issue in my, for me when I look at the Cowboys. And, and if you're trying to get – 
deep in the playoffs, you can't beat yourself. And they're doing that. It's too hard. And it's one thing to do it against the Giants. You can overcome that. But if you're trying to sit up here and do this against the Eagles or the 49ers or even the Lions down the stretch, you're going to have to go to Buffalo. You can't sit around here and give these guys extra possessions. I mean, it's just – it's. It's, well, what, you're not good enough to overcome them. What if we always said when New England was a good team or when Alabama has been running college football? You have to go beat them because they never beat themselves. I mean, that was really the beauty of New England all those years. You had to go beat them because uh, they would never turn the ball over, never commit a lot of penalties, never give you anything that helps you win. You just got to go beat them. Yes. And the Chiefs uh, Cowboys need to play the like AFC that. championship game, and they get Brady and company the ball back, and they go down and win. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, it also – Along with penalties, it extends to decision-making and all that stuff. I mean, like Mike McCarthy on that third down, you know, you throw that fade, you give that extra possession to Jalen Hurts and, and the Eagles. I'm he not. Was, he was trying to win the game. Right, but I'm just saying, like, you got to – I'm saying those decisions, those pieces of scrutiny are going to come around. and They're, they're going to be a lot more scrutinized when it's against these higher levels of competition. I agree because I asked Mike after the game about that because as media, we're questioning, why are you doing that because we're playing against the clock? Sarah, Clarence, I didn't know you were scared. We're trying to win the game. I'm trying to win. You mean when I tried to win the game? I'm trying to win the game. He was trying to win the game when they play. Obviously, it didn't work. Yeah, I like the one-on-one outside. I'm trying to win the game. And I can understand that mentality. He's been aggressive. You know, obviously, you have to pick your spots, but he, he can live with it, and they won. Now, so I, and I, I actually prefer that approach because I talk about going to win the game all the time. I would probably nitpick the play because you don't give yourself a lot That's of room for error on right. that particular play. But I didn't mind going for it. Uh, well, you had to pass, but what most people talked about, where you passed the ball, you had to complete pass, you know, you're working well, the time. Know, you, it's, it's well, no, ball. where you can at least, if no one's open, you can take a sack, uh, yeah. a short sack, and still kick the field goal, keep the clock running. Yeah. Uh, again, I agree with the concept. It's more about if you're going to throw a fade in that situation. Because yeah, in Madden, I usually run, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Man. That's why everybody loves to criticize wow. play calls, man. Because they, 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 they think they all yeah. These Madden experts kill me. Everybody think they play calls. Oh, That's man. why everybody think they know football because of Madden. Boy, John Madden rolling over in his grave. <laughs> How about boom, ba, boom, ba? Clarence Hill, side you said. You're going to send us to break on that. I'm Newey Scruggs. Let's dive into this MVP uh, contending matchup at the quarterbacks between the Eagles and Cowboys and get ready for Sunday Night Football right here on the Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil change, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change. A proud partner of the Cowboys is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're 
faster than you think. Take five, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the Playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboysvip. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboysvip. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back back, back, to Media Mash. Media Mash. You know the entire. Jacques Taylor, Saad Youssef, Clarence Hill. Uh, Tonight at LB's. Saad, you going to be out there? We got... uh, Come on, dog. Come on, man. Come I didn't side. get the invite, you know, We're like I wanted right to. Now. But it's, it's an right open now. invite. But you know, I got about 14 jobs. <laughs> public. Stars got a game tonight? Uh, Yes. Washington. But they're on the road. Okay, but I saw them yeah. on TV last night. Not yeah, looking good. Road. Yet another slow start that could doom them. You know, if they lose their last two games of this road trip and the other teams are headed <laughs> and win, they could find themselves out of the playoff already, even though there's a few games left. That's a hell of a stat. Hell of a stat. Yeah. I've been reading yeah, sides. I, I went, <laughs> so, so side, they'll get a little side TV for you, Side, side TV. Yeah, I like look at, this. You got, you got your phone. You got your phone. Put them things yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't going to so, make, make the game on. It's going to be a horrible game. Side TV. Horrible. Anybody going to watch Pittsburgh, New England tonight? Five and w- a half. Will they, will they get 10 points Pittsburgh between them? New England. Yeah. 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 10 points between them? Duh. See, I got some, I got some defensive what, scores. What, oh, okay. <laughs> Make a Fitzpatrick take one back. What my, what my dog Zeke going to uh, do tonight? He's going to be starting, just, right? See, Zeke, so I got Zeke, Zeke falling into one. 10 and for 24. I got defensive touchdown. And then, and they, uh, and then you know, uh, set, uh, uh, Bailey Zappi pick, which sets up Pittsburgh deep. <laughs> and another the, oh, touchdown, right? The, what's the three touchdowns? It's got to be like 31. He had a nice little old mink on headed to the game. Oh, no, that was a nice mink, man. Custom mink. You got to have paper to do it. Custom Jerry Money. Jerry, Jerry Money still cash. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a lifetime bag. It's a lot, <laughs> lot of money there. Uh, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, both are in the MVP running right now, top three. Um, you wanted to dive into this uh, MVP matchup here. Well, I just want to talk about Dak for a minute. And we, you know, obviously, Jalen Hurts is in the conversation because of the team's record, not because of his play. Because you look at his numbers, he's not nearly not playing as well as he did last year. But because there were 10-1 and one and now 10-2, and two, he's in the conversation. But no one would, who watched him play would say he's on the level, playing on the level of Dak and, and, and Brock Purdy right now. And Curtis, I don't think anybody's playing better than Dak uh, Prescott, certainly over the last seven weeks with, with you know, what he's done since that San Francisco game. No one's playing better football than him. But 
Dak has continued to drop nuggets on us, you know, and, and showing you his attitude. You know, certainly he's taken a lot of guff from the media uh, and, and fans and everybody else. But, you know, he's been sassy Dak, you know, and talk poor honey on me. Going back, he's been sassy Dak all year. And, you know, certainly after the Seattle game, we talked about, you know, writing, you know, he got the pen and the paper, he's writing his own story. You know, you guys, you know, have this. That's one of the best quotes I've heard. Oh, it's one of the great quotes. And then I tried to mess with him and said, Dak, you know, you stole it from Gino. He said, no, Gino was writing the letter. I'm writing the book. (laughs) 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 He told me to walk out. But today, uh, when Calvin Watkins asked Dak about CD and what he said, how he got mad about after the 49ers game, how how they changed with CD and after the 49ers, they're like, y'all still talking about the 49ers game? Y'all still way back there? Y'all panicked. We didn't. Y'all panicked. We didn't. We didn't, honestly. And Then why CD go have them conversations with well, Mike and with that don't Mike mean it, that, No, he did what he was supposed to do, but that don't mean they panicked. Okay. And you look at how they played. Clearly, they didn't panic. They got better, but getting better don't mean you panic. You know, as we talked about, you know, on on, on Jock Talk earlier today. Yes. People made a lot of generalizations about the Cowboys and wrote them off after that 49ers game. They used that game to say, this is who they are. This is who they always been. They can't beat the 49ers. They ain't going to live with expectations. This is who Dak here. They talked all that trash, and they changed the narrative. That doesn't right. mean they panicked. That means they went and did what they were supposed to do. And he's right. right. Y'all panicked. They didn't. They didn't panic. They went to work. Uh, it's different. You, they went to work, and that's what he talked about. They went back to work. And, and, and on top of that, not only did they go back to work, I think that the circumstances played in their favor as well, which is something Schottenheimer mentioned today too, where the bye week came at the right time. You had the 49ers game. You had one game after that. Then you had the bye week. And then you had a little bit of a softer part in your schedule, which was the three games in 12 days. And then you had another mini bye week before the Eagles game. And like, the circumstances also helped them, but they they took advantage of those circumstances. No, they did, and uh, I th- I think that's they're the classic example why I'm always f- like sports is fluid, and what's true last month was not true this month because they changed some things. I mean, you can look at the whole any stat relating to their offense, especially things that show air yards and stuff. You can see how they literally changed the offense. Uh, Dak is running more; he's using checkdowns more; he's going deeper more. So everything changed, and it's for the better. Yeah, and and, and good for Dak. I mean. Again, what he went through last year in the offseason, all the narratives that were wrong and being important and generalizations made about him, who he was and the type of player he was, for him to bounce back from that, even after that start, to play the way he's playing, good for him. Well, were they wrong or were they accurate for that particular time? No, I think they were wrong. The the, the idea that he was a turnover machine was wrong. He was a turnover machine last no, season. But, now, but we can people, say whatever people, we want to say about why he was. But no, no, Last no, no. year, he was a turnover I, machine. I, I disagree. But by and now, large, was, he, he has not been a turnover machine his entire career. No, it was an so, aberration to his no, career. No, but, yeah, but people made it seem like that's who he was, the type of quarterback he was throughout his career. No. Not a one-year aberration. No. And so we were, they were, that's, what, that's the point I'm making. And, again, as, as, as I will point out. Because people I, say it all the time. People have career years, and then they have career worst years. And right. you are who you are, those no. other, if you play long enough, those other Nine, ten years. That's who you really right. are. Right, and that's my point. Is his through his career, he has not been a guy that turned the ball over. That is and correct. To, and to say that's who he is was wrong. It was a poor narrative. It was a lazy narrative. ESPN Radio had me on before the the Seattle game with Freddie Coleman and Chad Brown, and they were asking about you know the, the quote unquote turnaround here. I was like, guys, he threw the picks last year, okay? But let's also not forget 
That was a bad receiving core. It's C.D. Lamb, and can you name anybody else off that receiving core that was good? Noah Brown. <laughs> Where's he at? Who, who dropped the pick okay, that went for the interception? The Jacksonville game. I mean, Noah Brown, they let him go. Uh, Michael Gallup. Uh, Michael Gallup is back. He's back. Um, his, his numbers have been reduced. His snaps yes, have been he's, reduced. He's back, sure. but, you know, Cooks has surpassed him. He's got a better receiving core. And one of the things that I go back to for Jalen Hurts, remember his rookie year, and, and he had the bad game out of Tampa. Oh, he can't throw. He can't just, they, and they improved the weapons around him. Yes. And, and, you know, sometimes it's like, is it the Carpenters or the Carpenters tools? A part of it was Dak. But you gave him some better tools and a better play caller. And we've seen what he's been able to do. Right now, he's tied with uh, Brock Purdy, according to uh, Vegas odds for for uh, MVP award. So I, I do think a lot of that's there. But yes, guys can have bad years. And by the way, tied with and, Brock and, Purdy, but his passer rating since that San Francisco game is ten points higher than Purdy, which is the largest gap in the top twenty quarterbacks between right. from one to the next. He's one twenty one point five. Brock Purdy's one eleven, and the the next twenty guys, there's not that big of a gap between any two guys. And the one thing I did say, and I still believe this, it goes back to what you know him saying. He's got the pen. And he can, he gets to write the story. He has the absolute best opportunity to write the story of an MVP year. You get the Eagles on Sunday Night Football. We know the numbers are going to be fantastic. It has been the number one TV show in America for the last 12 years. They're about to do a great number. Then after that, you go up to Buffalo. That's going to be the – it's Fox. I don't know how, but Fox has got that game. It's going to be the afternoon game, so that's going to be national. Then you get uh, the Miami game on Christmas Eve. It's the only game that day. Another massive audience is going to watch you. Then you get the doggone Lions, and you get that game. That's good. That's a ABC, good team. Saturday night. Yep. Troy Jimmy Aikman. game. Jimmy game. Yep. Troy Aikman. Everybody's watching Jimmy go in the ring of honor. No, and that's what I said a few weeks ago. We don't have to campaign for that. We don't have to talk about it because – if he does continue to play as he played with the stage that he has to play on, it will write itself. Yes, and that's the and, and, and that's also that is the chore. Can you do it? That's that's that that's and, that's the whole thing. Again, Can you there, do there's it? no reason to think he can't. I mean, certainly. I mean, you look at the Eagles game. He played well enough to win up there. He threw for 377 yards, yeah. three touchdowns. I mean, yes. it was, they didn't lose the game because Dak didn't play well because he turned the ball over. He played well. You know, it was an inch here and an inch there. That's a different game. The inches we need are all around. <laughs> you know, so, you know, he, he, you know I, in this Eagles defense, which is one of the worst pass defense in the league, one of the worst third down defense in the league, there's no reason why he can't cook. To me, the difference in this game will be can the Cowboys' defense learn something from how the 49ers slowed down that Eagles' offense because it was the Cowboys' defense that didn't slow that Eagles' offense down last year. And if you look around in the room, you'll see a guy that'll go that inch. Okay, Al Pacino. Do you know where they filmed that scene at? No, tell me. Texas Stadium. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah remember that I, I, no, I remember that because yeah. I know I had some friends that went down that were extras. In the, yeah. I remember when the movie came out. They were they were, they were extras. So, yes. yeah, I, I, I remember. Son, you were too young for that movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, I watched it, but. So is Dak Willie Beamer, though. <laughs> he Willie Beamer. Got that, screaming. That was the the that was the favorite press junket that I ever did when I worked in L.A. I had to go do that. Any, any given Sunday press junket. Will it be, man? make me want to go pull it out and watch it again. It was, it was, yeah, I, mean, I like the movie. I mean, it's cheesy, it's but I, I like the movie. I, like, I, I like sports movies anyway, you know, but it, I like that movie. Yeah, I had to wait through lunch because Cameron Diaz has to go to lunch. So I had to wait. Like, okay, I'll wait. Well, I mean, no different than when we had uh, what movie with uh, the, rookie. the Rookie, and we had to wait for who's the... Um, 
I said his name wrong. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. He he broke up with his girlfriend, and we had to wait yeah, hours. Right. Waiting for Dennis. We Quaid. Had, we had to wait for Dennis Quaid for hours. Nah, nah, this was this was just lunch, and this was Cameron Diaz. <laughs> I'm just saying, we was, I, but we were. I could have went home, but, but we was. Nah, extra, I'm away for I got a sad car. We was extras in the movie. Okay. Oh, that's. Yeah, I, I got I got a little two seconds. You know, they showed me popcorn. I, I've never seen that movie. Really? Yeah, I've never seen. Well, it. Would you watch that movie. It's a very good movie, and you will see me starring. Two seconds. I left early. <laughs> he couldn't sleep yet. You see me starting the movie. And it's funny because all the uh, baseball, baseball beat writers, like they got mad because the Rangers had a road game. So they were away. And so they used football writers to yeah. to, serve, to, be, to be the baseball writers in the press box. Of course, John McClain was handling all that, so he put all his football guys there anyway. So, yeah, it was, it was a good time. The great John McClain. That's why Shereen Williams had front row center seats. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. He was in there. Me, Shereen, and Goose. We all had good. Yeah, took his people now. Give McClain yeah, credit. I, I love John McClain. I love John McClain. All right, so, so one day, young side, you're going to you, you, you're gonna, you're gonna have stories like that. Yeah, you're going to have stories <laughs> like that. I can't wait for the side stories. The side maybe, story. maybe have a Jack Taylor Super Bowl story. You know, Jack Taylor's the only one at this table that covered the Cowboys. In this, or did you cover the Cowboys in the Super Bowl? Were you here? Or were you Jimmy's, in L.A.? J- I was in Austin for Jimmy's last team. Okay. Well, he, we he, we he, would go up to games. One, yeah. But I didn't get to go to that. I didn't get to go to that game, but I got to... We got to cover uh, when Emmett got back. Yes, uh, I think it was the year Tom Landry also went into the the Ring of Honor, and covered that one. So, yeah, it was a good time, man. Yeah, even covered Barry. Yeah. I covered the the, the firing. Got to well, cover I, the firing. I, I was I was here for all of that. But you know, the, the funny the thing Barry about it is, in. I was I was you know that was back in the day when the morning news would start talking about sending armies. We would send right. 30, 40 people, and so. 95 Super Bowl. I'm league high school beat writer. I was helping out on the Cowboys, you know, on game day. I didn't go to the game. They sent another guy because covering high school recruiting was too important. Yeah. <laughs> and so they sent a, a guy under me to be to be on the Super Bowl committee. And so I missed that game in '95 because he was I, I was it was high school because recruiting season is always signing day is always right. that week of the Super Bowl. Mm. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> and you know, in the crazy part about it, you think, okay, I get the Cowboys next year. They'll be back in the Super Bowl. They'll be back in the Super Bowl. I, I started traveling with them the next year. No. So if you cover the Mavericks, they've won four playoff games since. Might be time for you to cover. You know, you cover the Mavericks and take away your bad juju. Then they. they I I was. Don't 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 don't. We were talking about this today in the locker room. Don't misconstrue. uh, Don't misconstrue. I was in Miami. I was covering the Mavericks <laughs> when they won. I was, I was at Live. Okay, we were, we were, we were talking was, about this I in the locker room. I was in Miami. Don't misconstrue now. I don't remember. Bunch of, oh yeah, baby, 2011. I was in Miami. <laughs> oh, I, I oh, believe it. Knowing, knowing you, yeah, I can believe it. Don't misconstrue. I don't remember you working. Yeah, I was working. I, I was, listen, I sir. I was covering all no, playoff no, games. San Antonio. I was, no, I was there. No, no, no. Yes, you are. You are correct. A bunch of scribes in the locker room were talking about which. Which writer is going to be here for the longest? And everyone said Clarence. Clarence is still going to be here. No matter, it doesn't matter who is the youngest guy in there. Whatever, he's still competing with Clarence. Listen, so. I, listen. I don't I, think he's going. I, I, I got a kid that wants to be a doctor, so I got I got to get through so, medical so, school. You going you going to rise up and go next level? Be, you know, go be national out here. like Albert Breer with night. So you going to leave? You going to lead in this? Clarence is here. <laughs> Clarence is Clarence's papa. He's here. He's gonna be <laughs> be here forever. We're gonna get a rocking chair and you know, all that kind of stuff. They're gonna name it the. Well, they can't rename it. This. They're gonna rename something after. They ain't gonna name it. Media room. They gonna name this Clarence Hill. I'm just here. This VIP. room right here. <laughs> no, Clarence Hill Studio. The Clarence Hill VIP room. So you know, something like that. Something like that gonna work. For you. Listen, I'm just telling you, I'm not the jinx. I raise champions. Okay. I, I, I mean, my yeah. daughter was a champion of gymnastics. In, in gym, the state champion gymnast. So my daughter, oldest daughter, won the NAACP Image Award. I raised champions, so it's bigger than me. 
Okay, getting awfully Nino. defensive. Thank about you, it. Nino. It's bigger than me. <laughs> Thank you, Nino. It's bigger than me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. CMB. I raised champion. CMB is that small? Like, and I was, and I was there for the for the Mavericks, so I don't jinx. You weren't there for the Rangers. Let's take a break on that. All right. Clarence Hill, Side Youssef, John Jock Taylor, I'm Newey Scruggs. This is the Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back back, back, to Media Mash. All right, let's ride. Media Mash last segment here. Wake up, Jock. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Bring it home. Bring it home. Jock Taylor, Side Youssef, Clarence Hill. I'm Newey Scruggs. Cowboys getting ready to face the Eagles this week. And Shaq Leonard is uh, looking to play for the Eagles. He made his decision. Told Jerry Jones, thank you, but he felt like Philadelphia was the best place to play. Jacques, you covered the Cowboys beat back in the day when Jerry didn't lose these kind of battles. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but this, this was, uh, I mean, I don't think they wanted to open up. I don't think they deemed him worthy of opening up to kids' trust fund and breaking him off. And so then it became, hey, we like you here. We think you can help us, but you ain't the end-all, be-all. Otherwise, the Colts wouldn't have cut you. So we would like to have you. We think you can help. But, you know, here it is. Come ride with us or go ride somewhere else. Also, there, you know, just the way that a lot of people are talking about it, Jerry after the game um, and uh, and just other people in the organization that, w- w- you know, we've talked to, I've talked to, 
I don't know how much confidence there was about the health. Like, I think there was definitely some doubts there about the health situation. I mean, you know, if you just on the record, you go l- listen to Jerry after the after the previous game, you could tell there was some hesitancy with that, and I think that played a role as well. Well, but you only got to be healthy for. Well, first of all, they wanted him. Right, they okay. wanted him. They, they they wanted him. So and 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 because of the health, they understood there was a limit to where you could help him. But you know, Mike McCarthy told us that Dan Quinn put a package of plays, put a package together how he could help this team, and they need help. They they could use that help, and they wanted him. This was basically a decision where he decided where he wanted to go to play. He has a relationship with the coach from the time with, with, with uh, together with, with the coach, coach. And, and and you know he just. Felt better about that situation. He probably would get more playing time, you know, in that situation up there. And they needed him more in that situation up there. So that's just him. He talked about he wanted to be, he liked the dog mentality on defense, whatever else. And then he wanted to be up there. But but make no mistake about it. Yes, Mike and Jerry talked about the his health and how they may have played a role in the in the money they offered. But there's no question that the Cowboys wanted him and wanted to add him to the team to help with their playoff run. So Shaq Leonard uh, expected to play against the Cowboys on Sunday here. And since it's our final show of the week, let's go ahead and go around the table here and get some predictions for this game here. We'll go see. 14-0 at home. Five straight against the Eagles at home. Cowboys playing as well as any team in football right now. Cowboys. Okay, you got to score. Let me make sure I write this down. <laughs> Get it on down. Now, you know, Chill really don't like to do scores. I, I don't like to do scores. What you going to do on a day? Let's so, do uh, Dallas what? 35-21. 35 oh, oh, They blow out. Dang. They blow out. All right, Saad, what you got? Yeah, I've changed my tune on it. I, you know, earlier I, I thought the Eagles would pull it off. But just seeing, but just kind of seeing how close that game was up in Philly as well and, and the way the Cowboys are playing at home, I think Cowboys 34, Eagles 31. GGT. So I've been looking at my notes. Uh, I have to keep my scores consistent. So what I said on Jock Talk was uh, Dallas 34, Philadelphia 27. I think it's a heck of a game. but uh, And I think it's devastating if they lose. So I think they need to win. Um, because if they lose, man, it's like, okay, you played three games that really mattered this year. You lost all three of them. You lost your 14-game home winning streak. You can kiss the division goodbye. I mean, that whole thing, it doesn't end the season, but it's a, it'd be a devastating loss. And so in the NFL, the desperate home team, you can book them yeah. most of the time. I, 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 I hear you, and, and it depends to me how they lose. You know, it, it, it all because normally it, that's what I say. Yeah, it, it depends on how they lose. If they, if, you know, if it's a if it's thirty one, if, if, it, if, it, if it's a if it's another game like San Francisco, yeah, that's that yeah, but it means the same in the standings. And Dak talked today about how important it is to get playoff games at home. And if you lose this game, you basically are penned in on the fifth seed. I understand that, but at the end of the day, the probably the Cowboys probably won't have home field advantage, right? But playoffs. you still so want to put you're, yourself you're, in the best position no, possible. No, no question. It will be a disappointment. It will be a setback on the quest to get home games. But, again, to say it's a season ender, to say that it, it will mean that their, their hopes and dreams are lost to, you know, protract it and, me, and say this is going to mean they can't win the playoffs, I disagree. I said it depends on how they lose. They get blown out, yes. But as I pointed out earlier today, 2007, the Cowboys roasted the Giants twice. Twice. Giants win the playoffs 9-7. Giants were on the road and won every game, won the Super Bowl, and beat Dallas at home. You know, so to say, you know, obviously you you want to put yourself in the best position possible, yeah. and doing that does that. 
But to say that it's like a devastating setback, you know, and it's one thing that, that J. Ron Curtis talked about. It's not a – their goal is the Super Bowl. Their goal is not to win Sunday. Certainly Sunday helps them achieve that goal, but their season is not over if they don't win Sunday. Oh, oh, Schottenheimer talked about this after the 49ers game too, and I think it's relevant now. When he was with the Jets, they lost 45-3 to to the Patriots in 2010 and then beat them in the divisional round of the playoffs. So even if you get blown out – you can still recover from that, but uh, but it is it, it is also interesting how Eagles 49ers Cowboys fans are rooting for the 49ers and now 49ers are rooting for the Cowboys because if the Cowboys win that well it gives them home field advantage yeah. and you know so. and everybody got to come through San Francisco where yep. they well that's the swaggiest team in the league nobody talks trash and backs up. Like the Fortnite. Probably the swaggiest team in the league, cockiest team in the league since those nineties Cowboys. I like that boombox they carry out. Yeah, all of that. But but they but that's <laughs> just not the boombox. It's just they talk I mean it's like Debo talk trash, told Eagles what it's gonna do, and went up there and backed it up. Those those Seahawks teams were pretty swaggy too, that for that two, three year window. All right, tonight you're in the <laughs> Dallas Fort Worth area. Head on down to Arlington, Ella B's restaurant, Clarence Hill. Come chill with Clarence Hill. Watch the game. Jockey will be there. You'll also be signing copies of the book Coach Prime. Makes an excellent Christmas gift. Uh, Side, don't you roll through? Come through, I'm man. Roll through? Come through, man. Come through. Clarence will buy you some catfish. Come on catfish. through. Come through. Come through. Um, Is Nui going to show up? TBD. 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 I need to commit. Like to, but you, well, you know, we commit. got children. Somebody going to throw somebody. You got, grown, you got grown I, children. You got grown children. 12-year-old. 12-year-old. Go pick up. Phone dead. Can't find a child. <laughs> <laughs> what, what the older daughter's at? They doing their thing. One of them, went, one of them went, up, went back up to college today, and then the, the youngest and the second one, they fight like cats and dogs. Okay, okay? And people in the car <laughs> trying to beat each put, other. Put that belt over the door. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, don't do, I don't get to do that. That's all I need. TV, TV Dude brings out Belt with Child like he's Adrian Peterson. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the headline I need. Take Goodbye, the, Take the car away. Like, I'm not Ground them. I'm not listening oh, to you. You cannot have dinner. I took the car away. This has been the Media Mash. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!